Zero. Clemson wins it over North Carolina, 80 to 76. Wilson shovels it to Dunn, left wing, shot fake, left corner, Shed for three. It's good, and Shed is feeling it. Seven to shoot, McCollum, step back, three-pointer, got it! What do you got for me, Toby? How you like us now? Unhitch the wagon, put the ponies in the barn. Boomer soon. Inbounds Robinson, three seconds, two seconds. Porter Moser shakes hands with Mark Pope. This one's for you, TK. Final score tonight in Norman, Oklahoma 82, BYU 66. Hour three, Toby and TJ back with you here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Good win last night, needed it, got it. McCollum 20, Uzan 16. They held BYU under 10 three-pointers. And Oklahoma gets an important quad one victory for their resume. Back home again, Saturday, Bedlam. Bedlam Saturday, Teach. What are you doing this weekend, Teach? Perhaps going to Bedlam. All right. So, well, other than that, I don't have. Spread. Oh, well, Super Bowl's this weekend. We'll be having the Super Bowl yeah. on Sunday. That's so. a different day, though. Yeah, that's a different day. So, yeah. Bedlam and the Super Bowl. All right. And right. perhaps early Saturday, Affair of the heart, I've been told. <laughs> what are we looking for? I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's fact or not, but I was told that it was Saturday. What are we looking for at Affair of the Heart, I, you think? No idea. No idea. Perhaps mm-hmm. some pink satin pants and a satin jacket. Nice. Yeah, I know you've been looking for that for a long time, so hopefully this is where you'll finally be able to locate it. <laughs> hey, um, what do we need to let people know about Friday morning tea? Friday, we will be live at Neighborhood Jam. It's a party. We're having a party, a 20th anniversary party. T-Row on the morning show from Neighborhood Jam, Main Street, right here downtown Norman. There will be some uh, special guests stopping by, I'm being told. Special guests by phone. Uh, we will have, have giveaways. Have you got a hint as to who any of them are yet? I do know who a couple are, yes. Okay. Right. Am um, I going to like it? You're going to love it. You're going to love okay. it. You love all these people. Uh, anyone okay, that good, I good, 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 There good. had been some people mentioned, I don't, and I'm like— Anybody who doesn't have the same political beliefs as me on the show, Tej. okay? I have shot down a few people. I've okay, said, good. no, that's the no. That's most important to me. Uh, you know that. But I have seen one of the giveaways. It's very cool. 
It uh, it fits. We have giveaways. We have giveaways. Um, the one kind of ties to the theme of the remote is the hint I'll give. So uh, it'll be fun. Come by and see us. I, I, did I? Uh, I hear we got like t-shirts and I know we have t-shirts. That's not even the one I'm hinting at. We got a couple of different things, and the one okay. that I'm talking about kind of ties. And I, so people come by. We can get, I don't know get if I'm goodies. supposed to keep it a secret or not, but I'll keep it a secret. Okay. Yeah. Oh Unbelievable. How about them throwing us a party? I didn't even know they knew we were on. I didn't know anybody was up this time of day. Look at them. They're throwing us a party. I know. I still think it's a, it's a retirement party, I feel like. Well. Uh, this is your life. I will Thanks. be making Goodbye. an announcement near the end of the show. I have. I don't know why he's taken me seriously on this, but on more than one occasion, I've told Drake, you know what would be great is if Toby and I just don't show for our own party. You better not do that. You better not. And I'm like, ah, we might. You know, I don't ever oversleep on this show. That might be a day I decide to oversleep. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) In danger of making making a friend angry, I have to tell you this. I have to. It's my responsibility to bring this to the show. And I'll mend the friendship later, okay? Kevin Henry was late last night. What? Kevin, not, well, Kevin usually, so I usually get there, Drake and I usually get there about the same time, about an hour before we go on, hour and a half before tip. Get there, set up the equipment, tape everything down, talk to the opposing crew, you know, do everything you got to do before a bracket. And Kevin usually gets there maybe an hour before tip, okay? Uh, 30 minutes before we go on, something like that. That's usually, oh, he's listening. Sorry, Kev, I got to. It's my responsibility <laughs> to the listeners. This is the journalist side in you coming out. You've got to report. Right. So last night, I get there, normal time. I go down, I talk to Greg Rubel and the BYU crew. How's your time been? Where'd you guys eat? Everything working okay? Blah, blah, blah. He goes, hey, we're supposed to have uh, your partner on with us in the pregame show. Is he here? And I was like, nah, he'll be here in a bit. He's He'll get here. Uh, how long is your pregame show? And he's like, we got an hour pregame show. A lot of basketball pregame shows are an hour. Ours is 30 minutes. I'd say it's 50-50. Maybe, maybe, maybe 60-40 people have 30-minute pregame shows. But BYU's is an hour. I was like, well, I don't know if he'll be here by the time you go on. He's like, that's fine. I can, I can record it after he gets here. I got a few segments where I could step away and do it. I was like, all right, I'll let you know when he's here. Well, we get to the time uh, Kevin's normally there, and he's not there, and then it's like, 15 minutes till we go on, and he's not there. And then There's been a couple of times where he's had other responsibilities, and he comes flying in at the last second. It was like two minutes before going on, and I said to Drake, is Kevin going to make it? And Drake's like, I don't know. I'll text him and see where he's at. And now we're in the show open, Tej. Whoa. And, and I start doing the opening segment, and I do the whole opening segment by myself where normally I ask Kevin some questions, and I toss the break, and – I go, have you heard from Kevin? And he's like, no, I haven't. He hasn't texted me back. And I was like, I hope he's okay. And now we're worried. Right? Yeah, then, then you start getting panicked. Yeah. So fortunately last night, uh, we had Coach Kindler in the pregame show in a segment. So we didn't we didn't need Kevin again until later in the pregame. And then here he comes. It's maybe 10 minutes before tip-off or so. He comes in and sits down. And it was it was fine. We did, we did the keys to the game. We did the broadcast and everything. It was fine. 
And uh, at some point during a commercial break, I was like, is everything okay? He's like, yeah, I just got, I can't remember what he said. Something about I got, you know, caught up. I think so he said. I got caught up. I couldn't, you know, I got caught up. And Drake goes, did you oversleep? And he goes, no, no, I wouldn't oversleep. He was like, Drake's like, did you not set an alarm and you overslept? And he's like, no, I, why would I do that? Why would I be asleep in the middle of the day? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, but what nap. happened? And he's like, I got caught up. And I was like, what? <laughs> caught, caught up? up. <laughs> I was like, until proven otherwise, we're going with the story that you overslept and your brain didn't wake you up in time for the game. I, we have no other we have no other story that fits other than you laid down for a nap and your brain didn't wake you up. So that's what I'm going to say happened, Teach, until proven otherwise. I think Kevin's brain finally finally He said uh, I have a few minutes him. in the recliner, mm-hmm. dozed off, and didn't wake up in time. It's not hard to figure so. out. I can't think of any other thing that could have possibly happened. That allowed him to get caught up. So anyway, we'll be giving him a hard time for that for the for, until the, one of the two of well, us screws up. Thank goodness he's okay, you know, because yeah, yeah, you do. Start no, I was legit that. worried about him. Like, yeah, you know, if he's gonna be cutting it close, he'll always text and say, "Hey, I'm coming in hot" or whatever. Nothing like crickets last night, and so I don't know. He's fine. He's fine. He just overslept, Teach. Okay, baseball. Talked to Skip yesterday. We had our annual preseason broadcaster meeting with the head coach. So, uh, got a few deets. Here's what I think it's going to look like uh, rotation-wise, Teach. I think we were pretty close, and and it's still a week to go, so who knows. But I think we're right. I think Braden Davis is probably going to be their opening day starter. This is the lefty from Sam Houston State. Um. And then I think you're also going to see Jamie Hitt and Brendan Girton on the weekend in some order. Hitt, we know from last year. Girton is the Texas Tech transfer. I think those are probably going to be your weekend starters, at least when the season begins. With, uh, you know, Jacob Golston, the freshman that we're all excited about. Will Karsten teach, who was very good for him last year. A Kyson Witherspoon who is one of the Witherspoon twins that transferred here. All other starting possibilities who probably will be on some midweek games when the year starts. And then if one of them earns a spot on the weekend and if somebody on the weekend is playing, you know, there are other possibilities for starting pitchers. Uh, Golston, I asked Skip, is Golston of the Cavalli-Jake Irvin mold? where this is a phenom, he's a freshman. If he comes in and 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 does the right things and and listens like he could be a first round draft pick. Yeah. He's 6 foot 6 by the way. He's he, I mean he he sounds like he's a right hand. He sounds like Irvin Cavalli. And he said, "Yeah, there's a lot of similarities with Cade Cavalli." Oh, to don't where Jacob Goldston is right do now. That. He said, he said, I wasn't here when Jake Irvin was a freshman. But there's a lot of similarities where he is now with where Cavalli was. Now, let me dampen the enthusiasm a little bit. Uh, it was a struggle the freshman year for Cade. Yeah, it was. He had to work his way in that following year into to what he ended up becoming. So, right. yeah. 
And, uh, you know, so I think probably Tuesday night, midweek, is a good spot for him. He's coming back from an injury in high school and maybe not ready to start right away. Maybe they'll use him out of the pin right away till they can build up the innings. But um, I think there's a lot to be excited about there. Um, I think that, you know, I don't know what the lineup is necessarily batting order is going to look like, but you got you got Easton Carmichael back at catcher. You got, uh, um, you know, I think probably Willits is going to be the shortstop. Jackson Willits, the freshman, Reggie's boy. I asked him about that relationship, TJ, now that they're on the same team together, and, and it was funny. Skip was like, every once in a while I got to step in and say, you know what? You're being a little not he didn't say you're being a little too hard, but he's like, you know, it's a father son thing. He goes, every once in a while it's better if somebody else talks to my son because I'm a little too close to it. You know what I mean? So he was laughing about Reggie and Jackson's <laughs> relationship and Reggie coaching his son and he's hard on him, you know. Right. Uh I think you're gonna have a, a potential platoon at first base with uh Michael Snyder who is uh, the Washington transfer. He's got some pop and, and Rocco. Snyder, a righty. Rocco, obviously, you know him, a lefty. Jackson Nicholas at second base. But they also like Walk a lot, who is who can fly. I believe the exact quote was from Skip. He can turn out the lights and be under the sheets before it goes dark. That's how <laughs> fast he is. I don't know that I've ever heard that saying before. That's, That's how awesome. Fast he is. That's awesome. He says he'll he he and Spikerman are very similar in how fast they are. So there's another potential platoon situation if if Jackson struggles against lefties or if they just want to play walk more. Probably McKenzie at third base, although there are some options there, and he's very high on how McKenzie's playing right now. Remember how great of a start he got off to last yeah, year? Yeah, Anthony McKenzie was really good early in the season last year. And then in the outfield, you got Spike in center, obviously. And then you got three guys for the other two spots. Madrin's going to play either right or left, and maybe both. And then you got KP and you got Carter Frederick. Carter Frederick, big right handed bopper who led the uh, Juco ranks in batting average last year and hit a bunch of home runs for them, too. So I think you'll see four guys out there with three positions, and they'll. Uh, you know, give each other uh, some rest once in a while. But um, one of the things that I thought was really good is uh, I think Josh uh, asked uh, what is something that has impressed you, like from the fall till now, what is something you have noticed about your team? And he said, Skip said, I think we're more offensive than I thought we were going to be, which I which was interesting, like, um, I don't know what he thought they were going to be, but obviously he's impressed with how they're hitting the baseball. Uh, and I think their lineup's good. I mean, they're, you know, there is a bunch of veteran bats there. Nicholas, Spikerman, Pettis, Madrin, uh, even like Easton and Rocco were on the team last year, McKenzie. That's right. a lot of experience returning. And the newcomers... Snyder and Frederick are big-time transfers with power, which they say, really bring needed the power. to add. Yeah, bring the power. That's what we need. And you've got a couple of youngsters who are speedsters. More Walk more the speedster than Willits is, but Willits a very good base runner for all the reasons you would imagine. So I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic lineup. And then we'll see how the pitching comes around. I mean, it, it looks to me like 
they are uh, in a much better place this year than last year with the arms. Um, deeper, harder throwing, more options in the starting rotation and out of the bullpen. There's a couple of guys, TJ, who I don't think are going to be quite ready to go from the start, like the Bowman kid, the LSU transfer, who is coming off Tommy John but could be a big like midseason pickup. Austin Henry, same thing, the Wichita State transfer, might not be ready to go on opening day but could be a huge midseason pickup for them. Um, James Nesta, we talked about the football player, the linebacker who is on campus, unknown whether he's going to play this spring, but he could. He's uh, He's got a 90-mile-an-hour-plus fastball. He will go through spring football practice. So it'll be a collaborative conversation between Skip, Brent, Nesta, his family, everybody to say, all right, what's best for you this spring? Do you want to try to do both, or would you rather concentrate on spring football and then join the baseball team full-time next season? But if he wants to, and he's a guy that could help him out of the bullpen along with a uh, a bunch of other dudes that – they were excited about like Carter Campbell and Carson Atwood and Jimmy Crook's little brother Dylan, and they got the Lambert kid who can who can touch a hundred from Missouri State. Maybe the closer, ninety five plus is where he lives, but he can touch a hundred. Malachi Witherspoon, the other Witherspoon twin, um, uh, you know Will Karsten. If they don't use him as a starter, he was great on the back end of the bullpen last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another freshman named Pruitt that they like a lot. Jace Miner, the other Wichita State lefty that they, they got. So, um, anyway, I was excited before I went into the meeting, but even more so after. Big dudes in that pitching roster, too, man. 6'6", 6'7", 6'4", 6'3". I mean, Jamie hits the one of the smaller ones. He's six foot, And Braden so. Davis is a little dude, too. I yeah, think he's 5'11". Yeah. But he's got some size. How tall man. are the Witherspoons? Are you looking at the roster right now? Yeah, I've got the roster pulled up. They are – where were they? Scroll down back to them. I think we're going to like these guys a lot. It sounds like they're very emotional, like a bunch of fist pumps on the mound, highly competitive, competitive with each other, very confident. I think we're really going to like the Witherspoon twins. 6'3 and 6'2. Okay. Uh, both hit sitting at around 205, 210 pounds. So, anyway. yeah. All right. Well, a week from Friday, opening day against a very good Oregon team. And then Tennessee, one of the favorites for Omaha again this year, Saturday night. And uh, Nebraska then on Sunday down in Arlington at Globe Life on the opening weekend. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. R.K. Black brings you this hour. Been in business since 1952. Helping small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas with their technology solutions, network management. They can do it all. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Um... You kind of just hit on this. A a few people in here asking if you could ask Skip what uh, Nesta and Tatum's roles will be. but uh, Well, Taylor Tatum uh, will not be with the team till next year. Mm -hmm. Nesta 
will be, if he plays this year, will be a reliever. Um, but it is undetermined whether or not he will be with the baseball team this year or not. He has been coming over and, and taking bullpens and, uh, and working. So that is a possibility. But it's his freshman year. He should be in high school right now. And he's got all of spring football practice to go through and a ton to learn there. This is a little different than Kyler, who is a quarterback, a different position, but also has been in the you know system for a while. And you know, not that he doesn't need to learn in spring practice, but everything is new to Nesta, James Nesta. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a a wait and see. It's a position with the baseball team, Teach, where it's not like they need to know right now. Okay, if he is going to play this you know, uh, spring, he's going to go into the bullpen and he'll help him out when he helps him out. Mm -hmm. And if not, not. So it's not as, uh, it's not like he's their four hole hitter and starting center fielder. So it'll, it'll be a process. I can't believe it's been 20 years. Still remember your first show. Haven't stopped listening since. Love you guys. That's from Patty. Oh my, thank you, Patty. Please tell us how that first show was. I'm going to imagine it was terrible. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, the very first show I did, this was before you, the very first show I did, uh, I remember being at Channel 9 the night before. I scripted out all three hours, every segment, <laughs> all three hours. I think I had like eight guests because I was so paranoid at how I'm going to fill all the time. Right. And I got done, and I was like so exhausted. I was like, I can't do this every day. How am I going to do this every day? I th I, 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 everything I wanted to say in every segment I had scripted out. And, but, and there was no, like, I don't know who the board op was, but there was no, like, back and forth or anything. And so now I have, I, you know, I roll out of bed 60 seconds before we go on the air, and I was like, TJ, what are we talking about today? I got no plan. <laughs> yeah, back in the day it was like, How, what'd you eat don't last talk night? to the other person on the other side of the glass. They don't exist. Just, just ignore, ignore that person. Just ignore that person. They're a lower life than you. <laughs> That's basically how it was. And still is in some areas and some stations. So, um, Well, they see. are, but we're not told to treat them that way. We're supposed to treat them like they're equals, TJ. Right. You know what I mean? Even though they're obviously not. So, uh, That's a joke, everybody. <laughs> Calm down. I turned the radio off, Toby, when you said you're going to play Stephen Colbert. So I went back, looked it up online. Whoa, moving tribute. I'm I'm stunned. So I knew that some people would be. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. I get it. I got you. But it was very good, very good, and I think appropriate, right, for Toby. Like that's none of that crap mattered to him. Like he had beliefs, sure, he had beliefs, but it was not the end all be all. He was. Man, you want to hang out? You want to be friends? I don't care what walk of life you're in. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you who you voted for. Let's be friends. Now, he could fight with you if you wanted to fight, and he got in some fights with people, obviously some pretty famous ones. But, sure, which is um, why one was trending yesterday. I think that uh, I think it was a good tribute. This person out of Texas says you can buy terminal parking online the day before and it will save you 30 to 50%. Just FYI, <sighs> never pay, pay full price again. He sent you a link here, but I obviously can't 
Is this the DFW? Yeah, DFW. I guess you go on and pre-book it on an app, and it saves you almost half. Wow, I had no idea. Hmm. Uh, Are the softball games going to air on ESPN Plus? I think we're Flow Sports this week, right? Flow is what he had said the other day, yeah. So this is a good reminder, folks. OU is partnered with ESPN Plus, but that is for home Home games. games. Yeah. Okay? When we're on the road, either the opponent or the tournament they're in is responsible for those broadcast rights. We have broadcast rights to our home games. So... some of the uh, road games will be on ESPN Plus. Some will be on uh, other formats. And often early in the season, Flow Sports, oh, there's another one like that, TJ, I can't remember what it's called, will have these early season rights. So this tournament this weekend uh, is a Flow Sports tournament. That's where you can watch the opening four games. Toby, what do you think the impact of not being home five to six days had on the Cougs? I thought they lost their legs late in the game based on their shooting percentage. Hmm. Does that affect them more than flying all the way across back home and then back to Oklahoma? I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't make sense to me. It seems like it would be better on the way they did it would be better on your body and physically and everything. Yeah, no, I agree. Than going all the way back to Provo and then flying. But I will say this. The only time I can remember that we did something similar, a couple of years ago, OU went to West Virginia and won and then went straight from there to Auburn for their Saturday. So we played West Virginia on a Wednesday, spent the night, Flew on Thursday to Auburn and then played them on Saturday and and got beat. However, if you remember, Auburn was like the number one or two team in the nation at that time. They had uh, Walker Kessler and who was the guy that went like number two in the draft for them? Um, so very similar road trip for the Sooners, but I don't think i ever it ever crossed my mind to blame it on not going back home i think auburn was just a better basketball team that time so i don't know did you notice byu looking weary last night no i don't think so i think there towards the end ou was just very good defensively and took them out of what they like to do and that shoot the three and they were having difficulty coming up with um how they were going to run their offense and what they were going to do because ou made them extremely uncomfortable now, keep in mind, we see these guys again in Kansas City. They didn't have Ali Khalifa. I, I was about night. to just say that, too. They had some injury uh, – well, not injury, but uh, some guys sick, Illness. some guys wor- working through some things. Like, he was gone, but they had another guy that they mentioned that wasn't Waterman. feeling great. Yeah, yeah, so they had some things going on internally mm-hmm. with uh, with being sick and stuff. So that that plays more of a role into it than anything, probably. And depth-wise, th- they didn't have a guy, obviously. They lost by 16 last night, but I came away from last night thinking, you know what? This it, it, When I fill out my bracket, depending on the draw, I might have BYU going a bit. Like, they're a good team. They're veteran. They're guard-oriented. If they got hot, if they got on a heater, started putting in 13, 14 threes a game, and Khalifa's healthy, 
They're going to be tough, man. Yeah, they got to get the right draw, but I see why they're so high up there in the in the net and everything. That, that's a well, good squad. Guard play in the tournament's huge, and that Hall kid can shoot lights out. But not only that, he was really good at distributing the ball. He's well, he's a good passer. He shot lights out last night, but he's like their fourth or fifth best three point shooter mm-hmm. percentage wise. Now last night he was their best, but they and they can all fill it up. So. I don't know. that They are an intriguing team in March, I think. Uh, break time, 8.36. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Number three, North Carolina beaten at home last night by Clemson, 80-76. to they're eighteen and five now. Terrible. Uh, They're terrible. Do they even practice free throws? I don't think so. I don't think they practice at all. Utah State number twenty-two got beat by Nevada last night, and that's it for top twenty-five losses. Uh, let's see. TJ's gut said tight Sooner win. I mean, you had the Sooners win. Well, they won, but it wasn't tight uh, late. So, who you got? You had Houston, Texas, and Baylor. Well, I had Houston, Iowa State, and Baylor. You were right. So that's uh, right. three for three for me. I'm on a heater, man. I was six for six Saturday. It's nine in a row. By the way, I've heard from more and more people, and we've discussed it, but the more, obviously, they've been on TV throughout the season. Um, the stupid camera angle at Baylor is just going to drive me mad for the <laughs> forever, like wondering why it's like it is. Well, you get to watch it next Tuesday night. I know, I know, and it's terrible. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, okay. Uh, here's a, I, I want to play a Porter one more time. Here's what Porter had to say after last night's victory. Coach, congratulations. What a tremendous second half, especially final 10 minutes by your team tonight. You know what? I thought I thought the energy defensively against one of the top offices of the country. Yeah. We kept them to point nine point eight points per possession. That's under one point per possession, which they haven't hasn't happened all year. And wow. uh, they are so hard to guard, and they just – and our guys communicated so well. I thought their communication, we've talked about sometimes in some of the early home losses, our communication in the second half. I thought they were outstanding, you know, outstanding. If it wasn't for – we sent them to the free throw line a bunch down the stretch. But, like um, – but for us, you know, we made more threes than they did. Um, you know, we took the same amount. We talked so much – I've been talking this morning about yeah. we want to get more threes. We want to push that pace. And uh, it was a great fast break and a key moment to get separation. We got a rebound, and we threw it all the way length of the court to Javion for a layup. And, uh, but just defensively, to, to go against the number one offense and to keep them, you know, at 66, what was, was it? Just uh, phenomenal defensive performance, really, really, for the guys to, to get this win. First half, they were going to that uh, to Triore in the pick and roll over and over again. Did you change anything on how you tried to defend that? We just did it better. Like so, we changed our pick and roll defense altogether because Thirty's so good at just picking you apart and spraying it for threes, and that's why I think we limited. So we were giving up some twos, but at halftime they were eight of twenty-one from two. Mm-hmm. All right, or uh, so that. Coach, congratulations. What a tremendous for threes. And that's why I think we limited. So we were giving up some twos. But at halftime, they were 8 of 21 from two. Mm-hmm. All right? Or, uh, so that was um, 
you know, they had 16 points on 21 shots, which, so it, I know it seemed like, oh, man, they got the dunk, they got those two, but we were keeping them away from the three, right. and it was efficient. Um, what we did better was we switched earlier. Like we call it a veer. We switched earlier. We got into the, the, the big faster so they didn't have that pocket roll as much. And uh, I think that was a good, you know, I just, I just, it wasn't as much of an adjustment. It's just we talked about it and just did it better. It's weird to say you held a team to only making eight threes. But for them, that's only the fifth time all year they haven't made double-digit threes in a game. It was really a, a, a focus of your defense tonight. Right? No question. Our guys, um, you know, they really, you know, really prepped hard for this. And, and uh, the preparation for here and to play well on this court um, was big. Um, and I think that was uh, big with the way they defended uh, all night long. JV in 20 points, Milo 16. A guy that didn't, you know, isn't big on the stats, but I thought played really well for you tonight is John Hughley off the bench. You know, John did some really nice things. Um, you know, he got eight points, two assists. Um, you know, I thought, I, I think um, Rivaldo continues mm-hmm. to be an unbelievable spark off the bench. 12 points, but his energy, his passion to win was just something to be seen. I mean, it was really, really good. Finally, Coach, special night. Great to get the win tonight, especially the long day it's been for Sooner Nation. No, heavy heart tonight. I really thought of TK hearing that song play when we won, and just a heavy heart for TK. And, um, you know, gosh darn, the, the, they kept on playing his songs during the game, and it, it, I normally don't even know what song they play, but yeah. it just kind of hit me every time I heard it. And uh, to his family, um, to his Trisha and, and his three kids and all the friends out there, no doubt our guys were in there, and uh, we played this one for TK. Way to go, Coach. All right, guys. I want to hit this one one more time, too, because I thought it was so good. Uh, Rivaldo Suarez, a fourth consecutive game in double figures, uh, and he chatted with Kevin Henry after in the locker room. Waldo, 12-6, and six, man, another great game for you. What's, what's gotten into you lately? You've been playing some really good ball. Man, uh, I almost get emotional talking about it. I only got eight guaranteed games left after this, you know. And when you put life into perspective, bro, I've been through a lot. So, you know, I'm just trying to stay positive, fight through everything this year. And that's all I'm about right now, you know, uplifting my teammates. That's all I care about. My stats don't matter. I, I saw you and Coach Gates had a moment right there. What did he tell you? Just how proud of uh, me he is, you know, just my growth as a man, let alone a basketball player, my growth as a man. And that's kind of why I'm emotional right now, you know. You just, I got people in my corner, good people in my corner. And that's all I can ask for, man. You know, he he gives me all the, all the energy I can ask for, man. So you just keep going. Like I said, I got eight guaranteed games left. You know, you never know what can happen. I'd rather be raw all on the floor. Well, you're doing a great job, man. Keep up the good work. Appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. Great stuff. Great stuff from Evaldo Suarez. Uh, Sooners win it 82-66. They get the Cowboys next on Saturday at 6. We'll take a break. One more segment of the T-Row in the Morning Show coming up on this Wednesday morning right after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Yeah, it's time for the crossover. Brought to you by the Ortho Central Hand Center. The Ortho Central Hand Center offers cutting-edge treatment and expert care. Visit orthocentralok.com. And now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, 
and Chris Plank. All right, let's take it home now, uh, Tej. Let's sprint across the finish line, okay? Let's don't cruise in with this thing. Let's finish strong. Anything left on the text line that people want to say today? And if you uh, enjoy the crossover, it came uh, in the second hour today at 725, so you can yeah. go to the podcast. Live from Dallas-Fort Worth uh, Airport. And hear Patty Gasso yelling at Chris Plank, Get off the phone! I need to talk to you! That's right. That's what I remember anyway. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So TJ will pay for a whole cable bill just to watch the Rangers, but wine's about $7 for ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. This is an argument that I have given my reasoning to many times. I do have cable, which gives me access to Bally's and ESPN and FS1 and Fox mm-hmm. and all the other sports channels that I pay for in my sports tier package. With Bally's, I get the Bally's app for free through my cable. With Fox, I get all Fox Sports through the Fox Sports app for free through my cable. Right. Many other apps that way because I pay for cable. That's my argument with ESPN. They make me pay for both the ESPN Sports Package on cable and the Plus. It should be wrapped in. I should get it for free. I'm still on cable. Mm. So anyway, that's listen, my folks. There. Here's the bottom line. TJ's a weird dude. Okay, I've been with him for 20 years. Oh, and I you're just so normal. Figure out why <laughs> he does what so he does when he does normal. it. Okay, he's a weird, weird <laughs> cat. I do not want to hear from you right now. Uh, let's see here. Will the Sooners still play OSU in basketball, baseball, softball, etc., and play their home and home for basketball and three-game series for baseball and softball? I'm assuming they're meaning going forward next year. Yeah, the answer is yes and no. I, uh, I mean, that's it's an unknown. No schedules are out yet or anything. I believe, and I know that efforts are made, being made, to continue to play bedlam in every sport, aside from football, and eventually that'll happen again. It's going to be a while, though, for that. But I don't know that you'll see a home-and-home with basketball. I think the more likely scenario there is a... Every other year. uh, Either that or a neutral site special thing. Like, we used to have the all-college. Yeah. Maybe OU and OSU meet at Christmas time in Oklahoma City or Tulsa or something like that every year. Baseball, I don't know that it'll be a three-game series, but maybe it's one at their place, one at our place, or, uh, you know, something. to. Th- maybe it is a series, uh, <laughs> but I doubt it. I mean, if you're playing an SEC schedule, I doubt Oklahoma's going to want to also add Oklahoma State, who's also very good in one of your non-conference weekends. So I think it's more likely to be a midweek game or two midweek games or I don't know though. But yeah, I think you'll continue to see Bedlam. It makes too much sense. Everybody wants to see it. It's a money maker. They they draw big crowds. So it makes too much sense not to continue to see Bedlam and eventually it'll happen in in football as well. But you got to have Two to dance, two to tango, you know? And my impression is that, and again, I'm living on one side of this thing, but kind of across the board, my impression is like Oklahoma saying, all right, we'll play when you want to play. What's, you know, in every sport, like, you know, and OSU is still kind of really like, uh, like, like they're going to, 
like they want to inflict pain on OU for leaving the Big 12 by saying, we're not playing you in, mm-hmm. in some things. And Oklahoma's like, I mean, okay, if they don't want to, but that's kind of stupid. So, I, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, T. Do you understand? So I, they'll get together. They'll end up playing. I'm not just talking about football there. I'm talking about everything. By the way, I don't understand the saying. It's always been around, but it does not take two to dance. I can dance by myself. I did the other night in the living room to Michael Jackson. Does it take two to tango, though? I don't know much about tango. It takes two to tango, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. I love these because I don't know if this guy's being silly uh, or if he's being serious. How can the Sooners beat BYU by 14 but get beat at home by Tech by one? What's up, boys? (laughs) <laughs> was it he said boys but, or did he say boys it was boys with two z's boys what's yeah. up boys i don't know it's one of life's mysteries how teams aren't exactly the same every time out. <laughs> driving into work this morning in oklahoma city i saw three billboards with a red solo cup that read lift your cup yeah. oklahoma TK, uh, 1961 to 2024. Yeah, I saw a couple of those on my drive home last night. TJ, obviously you didn't see them because you were on your couch all night. But right. It was kind of cool to be out and about and see how much That would require me being on the highways, which rarely paying, happens. Uh, tribute to Toby Keith, both at the basketball game and on the billboards last night and everything. It was awesome. Um, Lloyd's saying uh, he's got a suggestion for us for the show. I like when they try to produce for me. They think that we should have an entire show one day where we play all bumper music of TK songs. Get out of town. <laughs> if you would like that, go listen to yesterday's show on the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll get your wish. It's already happened, Lloyd. Thank you, Lloyd, for the suggestion. <laughs> Maybe he's meaning we just go full TK and I just go DJ, and we don't have a regular show. We just play full songs. Yeah, no talking. Right. We just play TK music for three hours. I'd be down for that. I'd be down Let's for do that. that hey, Let's do that Friday. Let's we'll do that Friday. We'll do that Friday. I got good news for you. I'm in studio tomorrow morning. Yeah, we're going to have to see each other back-to-back days. Oh, boy. You want me to bring you a sausage biscuit or anything? No, I'm good. I'll have my apple a and donut. Yogurt. I'm good. Thank you, though. All right, very good. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.